This is Learn From Others, where we interview a cross-section of successful individuals so you can learn from their experiences, achievements, and even their mistakes. We ask four questions that will educate and inspire. Greg Stanley will be your guide as we join our guests on a journey from adolescent daydreaming to success in today's world. Join us on this adventure as we learn from others together. Welcome to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. I'm very excited to introduce our special guest, Phil Costa. Phil, how are you doing today? Ah, doing great. Thank you for having me, Greg. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking us on your career journey. But before we find out what you're actually doing today, let's start at the very beginning. And please tell me, what did you want to be when you grew up? So growing up, I originally wanted to be a state trooper. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, I was a big fan of chips way back in the day. Oh, you know, it's funny as I was too. So I used to watch, uh, I used to watch the California Highway Patrol, and uh, <laughs> I can remember watching that as a kid. And I thought it was the coolest thing to watch him riding around on motorcycles. Yeah, I was a big fan of that show in the late '70s, early '80s for sure. Well, <laughs> awesome, man. Well, what was one of your favorite subjects or hobbies while you were in school? So in school, in high school, I loved math. Um, and you know, I think that aligns well with, you know, business I'm doing now. Um, but in high school it was math in college, it was psychology and they both intertwined with business. Yeah, they sure do. You know, you could understand a lot of different things about your customer in the business world by knowing some psychology. What was your first job? When were you, you worked hard, had some responsibilities and earned a paycheck? My first job, I put up fences when I was 14 years old. And it was manual labor. It, it was tough work, working out in the sun, uh, summer sun. Uh, it, it was great, though. You know, I was lucky to have a job making where I was making 10 bucks an hour. And, uh, yeah, it was an awesome experience. That's awesome. I know manual labor makes a lot of folks not want to do that for a living. Was that one of the lessons you learned while you were doing that? <laughs> I, uh, you know what? It's true. I learned that I did it for uh, four years all throughout high school and even into college. I Actually, I worked on a farm uh, in college. It, it taught me, you know, I appreciate it. It's hard work and it kind of showed like, you know, what else is out there? Because that's a t- it's tough. It's a tough lifestyle to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, you wanted to be a highway patrol officer when you grew up. <laughs> you were uh, interested in business and psychology, and then you your first job was digging fence hole posts. So, what do you do today? And if you would tell us how you got there. Yeah. So uh, today, I just wrote the transition playbook for athletes. Uh, my background is, is I was a professional athlete. I played for the Dallas Cowboys for four years, and uh, after that, uh, my last year was 2014, I went into medical device sales. So I uh, was actually in more heart surgeries, about 500 heart surgeries, which, you know, I played football for 15 years, so I was in more surgeries than I was in football games, and that kind of was uh, one of the catalysts to writing this book. Yeah, if you would, go into that a little bit, like your career, because I know, you know, making it to the NFL is incredibly difficult. You made it there, you had a career there, and now you got to transition into something else. If you would, kind of talk about your path from high school into college, the NFL, and on up through today. So it was not an easy straight line path. It was a lot of you know hills and valleys where in high school I was not highly recruited. I, I was fortunate to be able to get into the University of Maryland. They gave me a chance. I played there for five years, uh, earned my undergraduate degree in criminal justice, and started a master's in real estate while I was there. Uh, after that, uh, like I said, I was it was not a straight path. I was not drafted into the NFL. 
I went the hard route as a free agent and played four years for Dallas and did some things after that, but it was definitely a zigzag. Right, right. And I know, you know, I've always heard that the percentage of, or the lifespan of an NFL career is incredibly short. How long is that? The average career is 3.2 years. That is just crazy. So you do all this work for so many years, and then, you know, the average lifespan of an NFL football player is so brief, and I'm assuming that's for multiple reasons. Either they get cut or it could be injuries or other factors. Is that correct? Yes. So, it's, I mean, people leave the game in, in, you know, a few different ways. But it's, you know, it's such a challenge to compete and stay there for a long time. You know, like I said, I was fortunate to be able to beat the average. Right, right. Now, if you would, could you talk a little bit about your transition experience after the NFL and why you're so passionate about helping others? So after the NFL, uh, 2014, as I said, was my last year. And it was not a smooth transition. You know, I struggled with it. And that's where, you know, this book, I hope, can help others struggle less and accelerate that transition process for them. Uh, but my experience was, you know, I didn't prepare enough while I played. And that's one of the things from interviewing 100 athletes and 25 Olympians who share advice on this topic, the one common theme that comes out is the earlier you start preparing for the inevitable transition, the more successful you will be after sports. Yeah, you know, that's really interesting because in my mind, you did prepare yourself. I mean, you're a double major, it sounds like, uh, very smart, successful. What could you have done to prepare yourself even more for that transition after the NFL? So the one piece of advice that, you know, several athletes share, and one of the athletes, Summer Sanders, who was an Olympian, uh, she shares is you have access to people while you're an athlete that you will not normally have access to the people who are on the sideline who are, you know, watching you play these games. So her advice is to connect with them and let them be mm. part of your process for, you know, well, not only for sports and during sports, but if they know you during sports, you know, they're going to be the ones typically who are going to hire you after sports. Right, right. Yeah, more of the networking while you can network, looking towards the future. Exactly, yeah, networking. And then one more thing, you know, that we found in the book is with networking, you know, is as an athlete, all the calls typically are incoming. You know, an agent picks up the phone, uh, you know, businesses are calling you, opportunities are coming your way. After sports, it has to change. And if you do this during sports, even better. But after sports, you know, it has to, light bulb moment has to happen where you're the first to pick up the phone, you reach out to them. And that's not natural, I don't think, for an athlete who typically, you know, is, is a little more catered towards that. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. That's a big transition you have to make and probably a pretty hard one for some folks. Well, I see you as kind of a career transition expert. So what is your typical work week like right now? So right now it's surrounding the book. So, you know, really, if you have, even if you have a great product, if people don't know about it, uh, you know, it's not going to sell and it's not going to help people. So, you know, my week right now is dedicated to getting the word out, the amount of emails, the amount of phone calls, meetings. Uh, it's nonstop and I love it. You know, I can't can't get enough to help spread the word about this resource to help athletes. Well, awesome. Well, there there are a lot of transitional self-help books out there. So what makes yours a little bit different or more interesting or maybe caters to the athlete a little bit more? What makes yours special? Well, it's 100 athletes, college pro and Olympic athletes, 25 Olympians in the book who are sharing their advice. 
what makes it unique is this. The two categories of books that are out there, the one category is written by the sports psychologist on the topic of transition, right? So it's written by sports psychologists who use big words, and it sounds like they should be teaching in a university classroom, <laughs> you know, which turns athletes off and turned me off when I'm reading these books. And, right. I, and I love the top. So that does not connect with athletes, in my opinion. The next one, another category, is written by former athletes who share incredible advice as well. The issue is the advice is surrounded by 200 pages of biography, you know, so it's right. tough to really get these you know, awesome pieces of advice when it's on page 50 and the next one's on page 90. So the transition right. playbook for athletes is Twitter-sized information, maybe a little more than Twitter-sized in some cases, where the athletes, is one athlete a chapter, they're sharing the best advice they have, and, and it's the meat. You know, it's, it's what is going to impact athletes when they transition. Right. Yeah. No, that's great. And I see this applicable outside of athletes or athletics. Do you see this as something that can go across multiple different kind of industries? So, Greg, the analogy we use is for the same reason that bodybuilders do sprints and sprinters lift weights, there's cross training. So to take the best of the best advice from other fields uh, that's what people who are going through other life transitions can hope to get from this book. I can see this being really interesting, especially for someone who's going through a career transition and is a sports fan. They're probably going to eat it up. That's awesome. I think this is a fantastic idea. Well, what are uh, any of your you know big lessons you got or maybe one of your biggest takeaways from this book? Well, one really interesting story is there's an Olympian, Karen Davies, in the book who... In 2012, she's at the Olympic Village in London, and she is a rower from Canada who's going to compete the next day in her event that she's trained her entire life for the last four years. It's all about this one event, right? So, Greg, you imagine all she's doing is thinking about that event. Well, the night before, she's filling out clerkship applications for after law school. And the next day, she goes out and wins a gold medal. So there's wow. athletes who are doing this, who are preparing. And now she's a very successful lawyer, one of the top law firms in Boston. Uh, and she just shares that piece of advice where, you know, she was able to excel at both. And that's what, you know, we hope to share with these student athletes is, you know, these lessons and messages, lessons and messages of athletes who are doing it. Right. Yeah. A great example for others to learn from, for sure. Well, that's really cool. Okay, cool. As a reminder, you can check out all previous episodes at learnfromothers.org. If you're an educator or a student, you can search for podcasts by career cluster. Well, Phil, we just learned what you wanted to be when you grew up and what you actually do today. So if you could do it all over again, let's look back at the NFL career, the medical salesman career, and everything you've done up to writing the transition playbook. What would you do differently? Greg, I'm really fortunate for the experiences that I had and the opportunities to play in the NFL, to be able to you know, spend a number of years in the heart surgeries and have the time to write this book. You know, the one thing I would have done differently is probably uh, learn Spanish a little earlier. You know, so uh, <laughs> I've been in Spain for the past year and a half. And uh, when I got there, I didn't speak much. And I'm happy to say now I'm fluent. But, you know, that's a transition as well to go live in another country. You don't know anybody, you know, learning the language. But I'm really grateful to, to your point, to your question. Um, I'm grateful for all the experiences I had because they helped shape and formulate 
you know, who I am today. Right. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, this will be an interesting question for you. So let's make the assumption someone in our audience wants to do what you do. So I don't know how you would define that. I don't know if you would define it as an author, if you would define it as a career transition expert. Uh, what advice would you give a student that might be listening right now? You know, for, for a student athlete or a student who's listening is follow your interests. Follow what whatever you're interested in and, you know, keep diving deep into that subject. You know, whether uh, it's, you know, law, medicine, uh, sports, you know, just keep diving in there. But the, the real lesson is this, is whatever you do, whatever you choose to do is win the day. So max out the day and put everything you have into it. I would do this in football. I, would, I do this in writing now where I try to do everything I can today. And then you know what? You do the same thing tomorrow. And that's how, and that's where success comes from. You know, it's not an overnight thing. It's not a, you know, flash in the pan here thing. It is just beating it, beating at your trade day by day. That's great advice. Yeah, that's really great advice. Well, normally during the interview, I ask you if there's any current projects you are working on that you would like to share, but I know that the transition playbook is the big project you're working on. What's the response been like so far? So it's exciting. The response has been overwhelmingly positive as we're getting this book into the hands of more and more athletes, uh, more and more athletic directors so they can share this book with their student athletes. Uh, so I, I'm excited. And here's one more thing with the book is all pre-sale proceeds will be donated to charity. Oh, wow. So we partnered with, yeah, we partnered with the Athlete Foundation. They're an incredible, incredible organization in the U.S. who supports youth sports all across the country. Um, and really just excited to be partnered with them and being able to put this money towards a great cause. That's a great way to get the word out by, you know, donating the pre-sale profits to a worthy organization such as that. That's awesome. Well, as with most journeys, success largely depends on reliable transportation. <laughs> so I, I'm a huge car enthusiast. We don't know each other, but could you tell me what was your first car? 1994 Ford F-150 Short bed pickup truck. <laughs> How about you? What was your first? That makes perfect sense for an NFL player. Mine was actually a 1968 Ford Mustang, a little six-cylinder, so it's not as cool as it sounds. <laughs> uh, Mustang, that's a cool-looking car, especially a 68 model. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's your dream car? You know what's funny, Greg, is right now I don't even own a car. Wow. And I, it's been that way for about the past year. I've been in Madrid living there, and you know, in the, you live in the city, you don't need a car. Uh, but I've always driven a truck. I've never driven anything different, and it's always been a Ford F-150. So uh, since my first car, till I've had about five of them now. That's awesome. That's really cool. You can't go wrong with that truck, that's for sure. Well, one great perk to some jobs is a company car. So if I had all the money in the world, I'd love to buy you a really cool car based on being the transition playbook expert. So this is an interesting one for me, and I appreciate the challenge, okay? <laughs> I love it. So what I did is I thought, well, what what car transitions from an everyday car to a high-performance machine that could then transition back? And honestly, I went NASCAR on you. So I thought, you know what? Back in the day, people would drive their cars to the NASCAR track and they would win the race, and they drive the same exact car home. And so 
The car I picked for you was a 1939 Ford, which actually won the very first NASCAR race ever. So if I had all the money in the world, that's the car I'd buy for you. That's an that's awesome. That's a, that's a cool fact, and I like that. They would drive it there, drive it back. Yeah, so I'll post a picture of that when this posts, so be sure to keep an eye out for that. Well, if you would, tell us, how can people buy your book, or where can they find it? So you can find the Transition Playbook for Athletes on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Uh, you can go to our website, thetransitionplaybook.com and follow us on Instagram at the Transition Playbook where we share some cool content. It is athletes, caricatures who, you know, they're sharing quotes um, and it's just a fun way to to take in information and a, a fun way to uh, be able to follow this content. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking us on your career journey today. Greg, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Learn From Others, where we help others succeed by sharing success. Where will our next adventure take us? Subscribe to find out. If you know of someone who has a cool career story or occupation, contact Greg through Instagram at LFO. That's G-R-E-G-S-T-A-N-L-E-Y-L-F-O. And we will see you soon as we learn from others together.